The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. Tracy, you're having some difficulty with depression? Well, I'm not sure. I think okay. it's mostly anxiety, and that's what I kind of wanted to clear up. Okay. Um, it's kind of, I mean, there's so much detail to my story. Um, I used to get, you know, I get panic attacks driving. And, okay. But I've had it well under control for a long time. Well, um, I kind of lost my appetite because of, it's kind of silly, but my boyfriend got um, food poisoning. So mm-hmm. I kind of stopped eating certain foods for a long time because I was afraid. Well, I kind of messed with my um, appetite, so I kind of lost my appetite because of it, and I'm slowly getting it back. Well, because of my, I think, lack of nutrition, my anxiety kind of came back a little. And when I was driving, I'd be getting nervous a lot, you know. Okay. And um, kind of made me feel down thinking, how am I going to take my family places? How am I going to, you know, I'm studying in criminal justice. How am I going to get a job doing this if I'm so nervous? And so it kind of made me feel down when I had thoughts like that, you know, but I could, you know, if I get my mind on other things, I'm fine. Well, now I'm left with this fear because I've always had this kind of fear of being depressed, even though I've really been depressed except for baby blues after I had my kids. Yeah. So now I'm kind of like thinking does this mean I'm depressed or am I just anxious or what? Because it only happens if I sit there and think about, you know, um, all these problems and I'm under a lot of stress and everything. But then if I get my mind off it and do other things, then I feel fine. Okay, so when so, you engage in what we call stinking thinking, <laughs> uh, yeah, when, yeah, you, exactly. when you indulge those thoughts you are going to suffer the consequences. You've got a nice cause and effect link there. And that's exactly what we call it in cognitive therapy, although they probably would put the G's at the end, stinking thinking. Uh, But it's negative thoughts that we we just churn. We recycle them in our minds over and over. Oh, my God, what if? Oh, my God, what if is such a common uh, phrase for anxiety that on my whiteboard, if you were here, I would put (laughs) O-M-G-W-I. That's because everybody says that to themselves when they're anxious. Oh, my God, what if? And we don't ever say, oh, my God, what if I have a wonderful day today? It's always something negative, and we're always predicting a negative future. And that is a logical fallacy if you don't have it founded in fact. Mm-hmm. And so th- there are a couple of things. You need the owner's manual of how to, how to understand your own mind. And none of us are born with this manual. And the owner's manual is how to understand your own emotions. Because you're talking about multiple emotions. You're talking about uh, anxiety. You're talking about depression. Probably, why not throw in some guilt, right? (laughs) So, uh, Mm -hmm. some frustration with yourself. Uh, But if we focus on the two that you're naming, depression and anxiety... Uh, let me give you just a sampler of this. Anxiety has a, each emotion has a theme behind it. Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad, and then Alan will be back. Romance. Oh, I wish guys knew more about what we want from a relationship. <laughs> Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Ah, uh, here it is The Selfish Path to Romance. A Serious Romance Guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Hmm, The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. Each emotion has a theme behind it. Mm-hmm. If Let's just say that I'm happy-go-lucky and things are going well in my life, and then I learn that a loved one, someone I dearly love, 
maybe a family member, just died. Yeah. What emotion am I going to feel? Well, you know what? That's what I'm going through is I used to be, I normally am happy-go-lucky and a positive thinker. Right. And everything else. And then my aunt died of cancer. Now my uncle, they think he has MS, so I've been really stressed out over that. And it made me think of my own mortality and made me think of, okay, well, then when I'm older, you know, I'm the sole caregiver of my kids. Yeah. And so a lot of pressure's on me, and I'm in school for something that I don't even know if I want to do, you know. So it's like so much stress on me all of a sudden. And normally I can handle stress pretty well, and lately it's just been really getting to me. And so now I'm stuck with this every... Okay, by the time, the end of the day, I'm, I feel great. I'm like, I'm fine, I'm strong, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then I wake up in the morning afraid that I'm going to feel that anxiety again. And it right, makes me feel and that's again. called a secondary fear. If you have a fear about an, an emotion, if, if, I'm, if I'm anxious because I'm afraid of spiders, let's say, and I have a panic attack because I think I see a spider. Or, oh, my God, what if it's in the room and you know, I'm lying in the dark? And, oh, my God, what if there's a spider? And then I have a panic attack. You know what they feel like. You know, you, you're, you're uh, right. flooding. Your thoughts are releasing adrenaline and cortisol. And they're making you feel your heart your heart's beating rapidly. You're breathing heavily. You're sweating. It feels yeah. awful to go through a panic attack. So now what? watch what happens. Now I say to myself, Tracy, oh, my God, what if? I have another panic attack. What right, happened to the spiders? Right. Spiders drop out of the picture, and now I have a, f- a secondary fear of panic attack. You can do the same with depression. Oh, my God, I never want to feel depressed again. And right. you're going to end up feeling depressed because you just opened up a file folder in your mind that said right. of anything that could make you feel depressed. So mm-hmm. he, what I'm hearing that's wonder. First, number one, I would absolutely recommend cognitive therapy for you. Or cognitive therapy workbooks. You can go to my website, drkenner.com, and there's a book, Mind Over Mood. That's a very good introductory book. Uh, there's another book by David Burns, When Panic Attacks. I don't know if that's at my website, but it's it's a hard title to forget. Um, and you can learn the thinking skills that I wish I could give you all in the minute we have left. I can't. Uh, but um, one of the things I would recommend is, as you've been talking, I hear you come through with confidence, even though you're talking about anxiety and depression and uh, you know different different problems. I hear you say, I usually handle stress well. Well, you want to capture those wonderful thoughts because you want to grow, not your anxiety, but you want to strengthen basically the neurochemical pathways in your mind that underscore your strengths. And if you do things well, do it. If you don't know if you want to be in the career that you're in, that's that's a major consideration. So don't beat up on yourself, but take a look at it closely. My gosh, I can't tell you how many times I changed uh, majors in a college. I don't even, it was a lot. You know, I went from a French major to an art major to a a biology major to a psych major, and I ended up in biology. But, you know, you, you, in order, you're shopping around, and if my son was in a career, he didn't like it. He changed. He's much happier now. Give yourself permission to look at that carefully, maybe even with a, a, cognitive therapist if, if you have one in, in your neck of the woods. Listen, thank you so much. I hope you learned to read your mind so you're in command and focus on your strengths. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. I don't know when I've enjoyed an exhibit more. Mm-hmm. The artist's choice to make that still life a monochrome was a stroke of genius. Conveyed such despair. Yes, it was so refreshing to see a sad peach. 
And have you ever been to an art museum and you look at the stuff on the wall and you say to yourself, my kids would do much better than that. Or what is, this is such a sham. This is disgusting. I mean, why would they put on streaks on a wall, black streaks on a white canvas and call it something like the depth of the universe? If you've been taken in by modern art, think again. They are trying to do something to you. This is, you want to be able to look at something like a Michelangelo's David or uh, the Sistine Chapel if you want. You want to be able to look at, at people who have talent, who are able to see the world in the way that you want to see it. If you want to see it as a fuzzy peach, if you want to see it as a uh, white on white or black, black streaks on a, a canvas and say, oh my, that's great. What is it doing to your mind? Art can fuel you, it can inspire you, whether it's uh, painting, whether it's statues that you enjoy, uh, whether it's, um could be literature, very good literature. Art can inspire you and art can also bring you down. So you want to be very selective in what you enjoy in art and know why you enjoy it. And if you find yourself uh, enjoying nihilistic art, then you want to kind of question your premises. What's up here? What's up with me? And why aren't I attracted to uh, art that's inspiring? For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. It's important to identify the emotions you're feeling, such as sadness or loneliness. Then you can proceed to identify their specific causes. If a strong emotion is based on mistaken ideas or values, you can proceed to change it by consciously correcting the wrong ideas each time you feel that emotion. You can also work to change any future actions or events that precipitated your emotion. Eventually, the emotion will change. Since emotions are automatic, changing them can take some time and may require professional counseling. Changing old thinking habits, challenging old ideas, and replacing them with healthier ones takes motivation, the learning of new skills, effort, and practice. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com, and you can buy the book at amazon.com.